spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good morning, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast. And I have a very special guest today. I actually had reached out to her and wanted to feature her in the IWMA Nation News Magazine. And she sent me the questionnaire back with some photos. And as I was writing her story this week, I said to myself, I have to talk to this young gal. She's amazing what she's doing really um, inspired me to see that someone young has the passion and the energy to do the things that she's doing. And so we scheduled this podcast and um, it's my pleasure to have Maddie, Madeline Schultz. She said, you're not going to know who that is, but she's called Chatty Maddie. So we're just going to call her Chatty Maddie because that's how everybody knows her at the racetracks and that. So welcome to the show, Maddie. I'm super excited to be here. I'm tuning in from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like you said earlier, you reached out to me on Facebook. I was so excited for the opportunity to be in the magazine and now to even be on a podcast with you. That's just fantastic. Yeah, so um, you've got a lot going on and, and I know you're young. So why don't you first tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, your age, you, you told us where you lived, you have pets, your family, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Tell us a little sure. bit about yourself so we can get to know who you are. Sure. Yeah. So like, like you said, I'm really young. I'm only 18 years old. I'm out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And this year I will be attending the University of Wisconsin Green Bay for college. I'm super excited to be starting there. Um, I have a family of five. You see my dad along with me at the track. He is called Chatty Daddy. It kind of stuck one time. Um, I have my mom, my dad, and then I have two younger twin brothers. They, uh, my One of them works on the car with my boyfriend. So that's how he's into racing as well. And Joshua, the other twin, uh, he does videography and takes uh, photos occasionally and stuff like that. Um, I've been in Green Bay my entire life. When we go to races, we have to go south normally to the like Wilmot Beaver Dam area of Wisconsin. So yeah, everything for Chatty Maddie started three years ago in Wisconsin too, if you wanted me to get rolling right into that. Go right ahead. Let's hear all about it. Sure. So Chatty Maddie started three years ago back in 2019 when I got an internship at Outagamie Speedway, which is located in Seymour, Wisconsin. They gave me an opportunity to take my, my iPhone, a selfie stick, and just my enthusiasm that I have for the sports into the pits to do interviews. Uh, the drivers are amazing. They gave me the opportunity just to hang out with them. My dad wasn't in the picture at the first. I was just doing it by myself with a selfie stick, which wasn't the best way to do it, let me tell you. Um, but when it all started, it was just a selfie stick and iPhone and just me. They also gave me the opportunity to start announcing at Outagamie Speedway. And I learned under Eddie the Eagle, he's been a great mentor to me with announcing. And I started there with my Chatty Maddie career. 
and then a year happened and it kind of it got kind of funky back in 2020 with COVID happening and racing kind of putting put on pause. Professional Plating Incorporated out of Brilliant jumped on board with me. This is their second year with Chatty Maddie. Uh, they reached out to me after a race. They were looking at a bunch of my videos. And like I said earlier, I really didn't have that much backup. I had just me. I had somebody else recording for me. I was still really brand new to the whole interviewing infield reporter thing. So when Professional Plating gave me an opportunity for them to sponsor me and for them to put me in the right direction, I jumped right on the pro, uh, the pro plating team and they've done so much to help me out throughout the years. Uh, like I said, they came on board last year. They made me professional merch. They got me a sign. They helped me out with exposure. They got me into making sure I got to talk to the right people for advice. So professional plating helped a lot with that. Along with this year, with same thing with COVID, making sure that we can attend races, we can get to the tracks and we have the right exposure and we're talking to the right people. Uh, so they've helped a dramatic amount with that. Along within the past three years, I started working with the bumper to bumper IRA sprint cars. They are the 410 touring sprint car division in Wisconsin. They also tour like Illinois, Iowa sometimes, but I work with them as their infield reporter. And I also just mosey around Wisconsin doing my own thing as Chatty Maddie. So that's what happened. That's Chatty Maddie in a nutshell. <laughs> <clears throat> so what, what about announcing, interviewing? Where did you get that, the idea to do that? And what, what makes you passionate about it? You know, you're 18 years old. So it's not like you've been around and you've been watching a lot of other people do this. This is kind of, you know, I mean, podcasting has been around for a while and the interviewing, but for someone your age, what sparked that in you? Uh, one person significantly sparked it for me. His name is Ray Underwood, and he is the announcer for the Bumper to Bumper Irish Sprint Cars. I've watched them race since I was a little girl when they used to tour around tracks that don't even exist now. And Ray Underwood always knows how to fire up a crowd. And he always knows how to be the ringmaster because he controls the show well. He gives everybody good insight. And he is such a humble and great person that takes the time to talk to me and get to know what I need and encourage me to keep doing what I do, what I want to do is announce. So I look up a lot to Ray Underwood and same with Eddie and any other announcer I've been able to talk to. They inspire me to announce and do interviews because I can't hop in a race car. I don't have that kind of skill, but Ray Underwood definitely sparked the interest for announcing and interviewing for me. Okay. So how do you decide who you're going to interview? You're going to the track tonight. And how do, how do you decide? Do you go to the pits and kind of see what's happening? Do you plan it out ahead of time? How do you figure that out? It's a little bit of a mixture of both. So now that my dad has jumped on board helping out with videography and helping me out with like marketing and stuff like that, we discussed a little bit before about, hey, what happened last week? Who should we talk to this week about last week, you know? And we also want to look at points tracks like how did the driver recently do at this track hey where are they in the point standings and or hey if they're jumping into a brand new car after wrecking last week those are the kind of topics that i try to want to get on and make sure people know that hey this is something really interesting let's talk about it so that's how we decide okay <clears throat> so are these are mostly men i assume that you're interviewing right yeah 
yeah we do do a couple of females there's caitlin krebsbach in the msa 360 sprints trandy utech is in our wisconsin wingless series with the ira and we have so many like natalie klumko is also in the wingless we have very strong female racers that are coming up in the racing world as well that we try to interview okay so what i'm wondering though is you're 18 you're in the pits you'd walk up to a guy who's in his 50s he's been racing forever um does he brush you off is he open to being interviewed does he think you're just a kid does he do you know are you taken seriously i mean if you're interviewing at the same track they know who you are but yep. tell me about yeah, that so i can elaborate a little bit more on that in the past three years things have changed dramatically with me being chatty maddie and madeline schultz at the beginning of my Chatty Maddie journey, people did not take me seriously at all. When I started, I was 16 years old. I was, I was just super passionate about the sport and I had to start somewhere. I had to, I didn't know where else to start, but that at my home track at Audi Gaming, the, the, the 50 year old, old men did not take me seriously. When I hopped on a microphone, once again, I'm still brand new. They would criticize my, my tone like I have a very high pitched voice. I'm not a male announcer. They also said that I had a couple other things that just wasn't the quote, like generic original racing form. And, and it did really bother me because I didn't know how I could change that. I, there was no way I could change that. Mm -hmm. And it was frustrating to see that. And I'm sure it was to my dad and I, cause we, we tried, we smile at the track and we do everything that we can. And we really kept our head down with our support. We had a lot of people backing us up. We had the support of professional plating. And now to this day, when I come around tracks, people like they don't scoff or anything. They're like, hey, Chatty Maddie, how you doing, girlfriend? Or something like that. And they've been a lot better. And it's the, the growth of support with me and what I'm trying to do in the world of racing here in Wisconsin has dramatically increased and I cannot thank them enough for the support, but it has been hard and it has not been without trial and error. So it definitely has been a difficult time, but right now I'm really glad of where I've become with the racing fans in Wisconsin and the people that support me. Yeah, so <clears throat> now you have credibility. So yeah. um, a friend of mine says visibility equals credibility. So you've made yourself visible to the people and right. they see what you're doing and that you're sincere about it. You're professional about it. Now you have a, a reputable company that's backing you. So that gives you even more credibility. So um, I, I think it's just so very cool. What, what do you see yourself do? So what are you going to go to college for? What's your, what's your career going to be? Yeah, so I'm really excited to be attending the University of Wisconsin Green Bay for education. I'm going to be an elementary school teacher so I can be able to race in the summer that my schedule is really freed up and I really enjoy working with kids. So that's the plan as of right now. Okay, so you're going to be able to teach during the week and during the school year and then you're going to be able to go to the racetrack on the weekends and in the summer. That seems like a perfect blend of a couple of occupations. Now, one of my daughters was a school teacher 
and she taught school for quite, you know, maybe four years or so. And then she decided she wanted to change careers. So now she's doing something else, but she loved kids and all her life, all she wanted to do is be a teacher. And so it sounds like you've kind of had the same motivation that you know what you want to do. Now you're just pretty much doing this at the one speedway, your home, I, I'm going to call it your home track. Where else, have you gone to other tracks to do yeah, any of this? And where, where have you gone? Yeah, so along with working at my home track, those are Friday nights. I am there solely Friday nights. I tour with the racing division called the Bumper Bumper Irish Sprint Cars that I touched on earlier. So I travel with them on the Saturdays and Sundays and the occasional Fridays. With the Bumper to Bumper Irish Sprint Cars, we go to like Southern Wisconsin. We go to Beaver Dam, Wilmot. We go kind of up north to Langlade, not as like, that's kind of around Antigo, kind of by Crandon, not as far though. We also travel to Iowa and we also travel to Illinois and occasionally Minnesota for Jackson, but it's mainly Midwest based. The only other state that I've been to, I guess it is considered the Midwest, is I've been to Indiana. I, I love the Indiana tracks. We went there for my birthday. Um, we got to be with the world of all laws at Kokomo, then we also went to Tri-State or Tri-City, which is okay. just really, really South Indiana. So yeah, that's where I've been. Okay. And then in Illinois, do you remember the tracks where you've been in Illinois? Oh, uh, we were at LaSalle. Okay. That's the one I remember because 34 is in Iowa. So that's yes. where I've been in Illinois. Okay. So you've been, beautiful to, you've been to 34 Raceway in West Burlington. Yep. All right. Yes. So, beautiful racetrack. So you met my friend, Jessica, who runs the track there. No, probably. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful facility. I love going with the IRA and the world of all laws go there too. We were trying to hit it the yeah. last time when they went to that Wisconsin swing, but it's a beautiful track. We always get to go there for my birthday weekend. So it's always a great show and the IRA is there as well. So yeah, kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. And where would you rather be on your birthday than at a racetrack, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, my birthday's in December. It's five days after Christmas. So oh, okay. nobody wants to buy any gifts because they bought you for Christmas. The wet, If you're in Michigan, the weather's cold and snowy and there's no racing going on. And so, um, yeah, so instead, my husband and I got married in July. So we tend to spend our anniversary oh. at a racetrack, believe it or not. So that's yeah, my fun. birthday's the first weekend sometimes in April. Okay. So it's Raising. always kick off. It's always season openers yeah. and it's, just, it makes me so happy. Good planning parents. It's good, awesome. Good planning. Yeah. Very good planning. Absolutely. So, um, is there any track that you have on your bucket list track or tracks on your bucket list that you want to go and do some interviews? Yeah, for sure. I, I wish I could travel out of Wisconsin more with my busy schedule with the IRA and I love my job with the IRA, don't get me wrong, but I would love to go to the the, the Knoxville Nationals. I've never been there, I've never been to Knoxville. I've never been to Eldora. And those are my top two tracks that I, I really wanna go to. I've also never been to Jackson, the Jackson Motorplex in Minnesota. So okay. I'd like to go there as well. But I feel like the atmosphere at both the Nationals and the King's Royal is something that I just want to experience, not only as Chatty Maddie, but just as a fan. 
like I'm, I, I, the experience at Plymouth Dirt Track that is probably the most rowdy crowd that we get to talk to when we are when we're with them with the IRA. But I feel like it's elevated to a, a new level at a Kings Royal or a National. So I would love to experience that. Well, we're going to have to figure that out and meet up at those two. Now, I've been to Eldora. I was there two years ago for Kings Royal. And of course, the stands Lucky. were packed. And it, it was absolutely amazing. And the 50-50 money was $55,000. Oh, my gosh. And I buy so one ticket. I buy one 50-50 ticket and that's everything. all the hope I give myself. Yeah, everything was bigger there. There was more wow. dust. There was more people. The food vendors are amazing. Um, yeah, it, it was so fun. And, you know, we definitely will go back, uh, my husband and I, to that track. And then my good friend, Lori Cutter, lives in Pella, Iowa. She's really big into the sprint cars and she's... Um, She's my sprint car um, person for IWA yeah. and Knoxville Nationals is on my, my bucket list too. I've not been to Knoxville. Um, and so definitely it's going to be on my list to get to probably not this year, but um, I'm already looking at my schedule for next year and putting down some things that like, I definitely am going to be a part of. And as soon as the days yeah. are announced, they're going on the calendar. So we're going to have to get you Let's to Knoxville next year and we'll, we'll tag team those drivers. How's that? <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Good yeah. idea. Sounds fun. <clears throat> so Maddie, I know that your dad helps you. What does your mom think about you doing this, hanging out at the racetrack? That's not always where we want our daughters to be. Yeah. You know it's, what it's I mean? Different. Yeah. I wonder another question that my mom won't be able to answer because she's at work right now is like, oh yeah, well what what does your daughter do for work? Or like, you know, and her her answer isn't the generic answer. It's oh yeah, she works at a dirt track and she tours across Wisconsin with the race division. Like that's not something a mother normally says about her daughter. No. The really cool thing is that both my parents have been so supportive of the whole Chad and Maddie deal and making it my my like my exposure making sure my marketing is down making sure that I'm branding myself correctly they have both been very supportive of my journey they once again kicked me out like kicked me into the world of racing out there when I was 16 years old with both feet out the door with me and my mom and dad met at the track well they like they went on dates at the track um and that's how they went on dates and that's how they grew together is at the track. Then when my when I was young, my parents both took me to the dirt track. So they've been growing up together, my parents just watching me and my brothers grow up in the dirt track and in the world of racing. So then when racing kind of got expensive to take five people to a dirt track, my mom jumped off the boat and so did my brothers. So then it became a daddy daughter thing. But hopefully it was a thing that was, hey, I did this with you. I did this with my husband, my dad, and now you can do it with dad. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so how, so your parents were race fans, basically yeah. they've never raced They're race fans. And that's how you got to be interested in motorsports. That's yep. really cool. So now Maddie down the road, you're only 18. You're going to go to college. You're going to be a teacher. What about um, your your chatty Maddie, do you see yourself 
being like Jamie Little or some of these women that are doing interviews at NASCAR and different places, is that something you would really like to do someday? I would love to do this as my moneymaker job. I would, I would give an arm and a leg for Flow Racing or Dirt Vision to come at my door and say, hey, do you want to be our regional infield reporter? Like I, I would scream. That'd be fantastic. But I, I don't want to bank a future on something right now. And me going to college, me getting that education to teach and have a stable job anywhere. I could go anywhere with the teaching degree. Right. Um, I, I would kill to be anything like, uh, like Haley Shanley or Hannah Richards from the world of all laws. Uh, they are inspirations to me. If I, I would give anything for that to be my job. And I hope in five years, like if you say, what do you want to be in five years? I hope that I'm still working for a race division. I hope I'm still with either Wisconsin with regional stuff with the IRA. The IRA is a great place. They have great fans, great cars. Um, I would love to keep working with them. I would love to be, be doing my own thing. Maybe they're not calling me chatty Maddie when I'm 23 years old, but maybe I can still, still be reporting and still be doing this as a job, you know? So I'm right. really hope that I can still continue to do this and still look up to people like Hannah Rickards and Haley Shanley. So. Yeah. And you know, when you watch racing on television, there's so many women reporters out there that, you know, you can connect to, pretty much any of them. And I know they would more than be happy to reach out and talk to you and mentor you and whatever, because yeah. um, I've met and interviewed quite a number of them and they're, they're all amazing women. And they all started kind of like you at the bottom, you know, doing whatever, and just got the opportunity to move up to what they're doing now. So. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they've definitely been a help. Like I have Haley Shanley's phone number if I needed anything. And if I had any questions, she'd be right away to text back. Hey, if you need a phone call, we can have a phone call. She's always there for me along with me meeting the world of all law reporters and meeting flow racing reporters. They're all just very helpful in my journey because like you said before, they've all been in kind of the position that I'm in. I'm still, I'm still kind of fresh. I'm still really young. Yeah. So it's nice to see women molding other women with the sport of racing, that they're mentoring, that they're advising, that they're encouraging. So yeah. it's really nice to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you are an inspiration. Um, you know, you look at, at young people nowadays and sometimes they get a bad rap. You know, I have a couple granddaughters, one just turned 18, one is 16. And sometimes kids get a bad rap that they're lazy, they feel entitled, all these different things. And then, you know, you meet someone like you who's motivated and out there doing what she's passionate about. And, and it's like, you know, I, it's kind of like the, the, the bad apples get all the press. And so we need to tell the stories about the kids that are really doing things. And, and that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, Maddie, because I just, Really thought you were fun. You were fun to talk to on the phone the other night. And thank you. I wanted you to be on the podcast so we could tell people what you're doing. And maybe you're going to inspire somebody in Texas or somewhere else to be like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And, and you know, we might end up with a whole, a whole string of beautiful young women out there interviewing at the racetracks. That would be great. And that would be fantastic. I, 
I love talking to the little kids that are at the track. They are my favorite people to talk to is the little kids because they can talk to you about the mechanical sides about the car. They'll tell you about who's going to win tonight. They'll swear by it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really close with uh, driver Kevin Carnitz's kids. Fantastic. There's three of them. I think one isn't his, but they still hang out at the track all together. And they are the future. Yeah. They are the future of motorsports here in Wisconsin and along with any other short track, dirt track, asphalt racing. If right. you don't inspire the kids and the younger generation, there will not be a generation to come and take the place of the generation that's fading out of racing, you know? That's right. Yeah. So that's I, right. I really, 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 if you want to try announcing, driving, any kind of reporting, photography, there are so many people, women out there, there are anybody that will help you get yeah. in the right direction, getting you, getting like, they will help you talk to the right people. They will give you the time of day. You just have to find the right one. Exactly. Now, Maddie, do you ever go up in the stands and interview fans? We try to do it as much as we can. I really need to be doing it more. Um, we've had a couple of bad encounters and we've done that once or twice, but we need to find, which we do, we find really good people to talk to about their story and their history of racing. And they've been in those stands for 50 plus years. Yeah. Plymouth Dirt Track has the oldest history of people just sitting in the fan, uh, the stands and being those fans that have watched history, yeah. anything from the vintage modifieds to now what we call 410 sprint cars. Yeah. So I really need to get in touch with those more. We also get the chance to talk to like the wives of the drivers and mm -hmm. the daughters. And I really find that st those stories to be really, really meaningful because they've grown up at the track. That's their family thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's, we need to dig deeper into those kinds of stories as well as the driver's stories. Yeah, I would think that the track owners or even the drivers could maybe introduce you to some of the fans that they know. Because I think, I think fan, you know, first of all, the tracks wouldn't be open without the fans. For and sure. I just think there's probably some really good stories out there. Um, if you just were able to get connected to the right people. So I, I'm sure you're going to figure that out for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to hear the stories of how people got to the track and being fans. Because once again, before Chad and Maddie, I was just a fan. Right. I don't have any kind of driving background. My parents don't drive. We don't have any relatives that even drove a race car. It's just us being fans. Right, right. Well, Maddie, I have really enjoyed having you on here today. It's been Me such too. a pleasure to talk with you. Is there anything that you want to share that I haven't asked you about? Um, I just would re really like to thank again my parents. They've been really great. They've been really supportive of me. I like to thank my close friends at school because like you said, when you tell your friends and you're meeting new people that, oh, I'm, I get called Chatty Maddie on the weekends and I go around and I talk to people like you don't normally introduce yourself like that. So my closest friends who've accepted me as you are not available on the weekends or they're sharing my posts and they're hyping me up in the comments. I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank enough Eddie and Ray and uh, Wes Irwin from Living Like Outlaws enough for the mentorship and anybody else that's given me the time of day to put me on their podcast for to hang out and chat with me. And then I also have to thank professional plating. Larry Dietz has always been supportive. Like I said, I really started with nothing and I was 
just kind of swimming in the deep end, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And professional plating pointed me in the right direction. They gave me support. They, they gave me more exposure. And they are a great, great company that I proudly represent. And they are a great company that helps out racers, myself as an announcer, interviewer, tracks alike. They are one of the top business for plating and coding in Wisconsin. And they help racetracks drivers me any kind of interim around the world, uh, around not the world, soon to be the world, hopefully, but uh, I can't thank them enough. I seriously can't. They've done so much for me without them. I would not be anywhere close to where I am today. All righty. Well, that's good. That's good to know. And I, I love seeing a company kind of take a risk a little bit on a young gal who's got a passion Yeah. and, and they, they wanted to help you and, and help you grow and and so kudos to them for, for doing that. Absolutely. So Maddie, we're going to get together. We're going to meet in person, probably at Knoxville, maybe Eldora, who knows where you can come closer, you know, to where I am in Michigan. We'll make a point of getting together, but Let's I've really it. enjoyed having you on the podcast and I will um, make sure that we stay in touch because I want to follow you and make sure I know what you're up to. We will stay in touch for sure. You're not getting rid of me that easily. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at iwmanation at gmail.com.